But hey, let's jump into God's Word. Are you ready for that? I, I believe the best part of the day is going to be that God's going to speak to you. Did you know that God has a plan and a purpose for you? He does. So here we're going to go. Let's read from 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 9 and 10. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verses 9 and 10. This is what it says. Next to him was Eliezer, son of Dodai the Ahotite. I think I said that right. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines, gathered at Pestamon for battle. Then the Israelites retreated, but Eliezer, someone say Eliezer. These are pretty good stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. So God, we just pray right now, in these next few moments together, God, we would hear what you want to say to us. God, I love how you speak to all of us in different ways. But this morning, right now, God, wherever people are hearing this message, would you speak to them? In Jesus' name, and we all said, Amen. You'll be excited to know that we're just going to use these two verses this morning, because I don't like reading, and I don't think you like listening to my horrible reading. Someone say Eliezer. Say it again. Pretty good. You were really loud over in Navin and Dundalk, but not here in Dublin. Give me Eliezer again. It's pretty good. These are, go these are going well. We're not sleeping yet, even in those comfy seats. But it's funny when it comes to the Bible. I, I don't know who you are this morning. My heart is this, this weekend that we would get to know you a little bit better. But my plan is for the next few moments that you also would get to know Victoria and myself and my family a little bit better too. Is that all good? But I don't know you, I don't know every person listening to this message, uh, but here's the important thing about it is, God knows who you are. In fact, the Bible says that before you were born, he even knew every hair of your head. And right now, the hairs of my head are starting to decrease. So if you have any plans and help for that, lads, you know, I'd appreciate it. But we're all good. But God sees you, Victoria has already said it this morning, exactly where you are. He knows you by name. God has a plan and a purpose for you. You see, at our church, we believe that every person has a God-given purpose, and discovering that purpose is connected to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We exist to connect people to Jesus, therefore discovering their God-given purpose. So I don't know your story this morning, and I don't even know your knowledge or background. Maybe you just came to church today because you were invited. And if you've been one of them people that have been around Christians and they've used big, large, weird words that you didn't understand, I just want to say on behalf of Pastor Jimmy in this church, we're sorry about that. But here at this church lighthouse, we want to use words that are relevant and make sense to you. So even when it comes to the Bible, if you're here this morning and you've not heard of Eliezer, uh, you're in good company. Because I had never heard of Eliezer before neither. But when it comes to this thing of the Bible, I don't know you like I've already said, but for many of us, we've heard of the Bible. Yeah, it's a book we've all kind of maybe heard of. But when it comes to the Bible, then we've heard of a guy called Jesus. 
Most of, most of us have heard of Jesus. If you're not going to he- hear anything else this weekend, we want you to have a, a, an intimate and a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're not about a religion, we're about a relationship. And Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. So if there's any other person in the Bible that you want to hear about, firstly we start off with Jesus because it's in Christ we were made and it's through Christ that we live. But when it comes to the Bible then for us Christians and for people that do follow God, we, we get into the Bible a little bit more and we start to learn stories like the guys are learning in kids' church. Did you know that those guys out there aren't just having the crack with your kids? And to you Americans, crack is not cocaine. Just to clarify. It's fun. They're not out just there having fun. They're out there learning the Word of God. They're learning about stories like Joseph and Daniel in the den of lions and, and a guy called Noah who built an ark in the desert and, and, and a guy called Paul who revolutionized the New Testament. Some people could call him Jimmy Cochran or Conor McGregor, whatever. But we come to the Bible and we hear these people like Moses and we hear the Joshua and we hear the things like David and Paul and some of these big names. But we don't really hear of this guy Eliezer. As a matter of fact, two verses he's mentioned in Scripture, gone. And isn't funny in life, we live in an Instagram world. Social media. I mean, I don't have social media right now, but it's TikTok. It's gone crazy. Snapchat, I don't even, be real is just something I only, I'm, I mean, I'm an oldie. Forgive me. But we live in a world where it's about fame and fortune. And, and sometimes I want to ask the question this morning in the Lighthouse Church. Have you ever felt unqualified? Have you ever felt overlooked? Unseen? Like you're just a person. See, the title of this message this weekend is Unqualified. And I hope to answer this question at the end of this conversation that you're going to leave understand that you are qualified. But have you ever felt that you're just looked over? Have you ever felt that you're just a carpenter, a hotel cleaner, a coffee shop worker, a teacher, a doctor, unemployed, stay-at-home mom. I, I want to tell you, Lighthouse Church, there is no such thing as just. You are who you are. And God exactly has you exactly where you're meant to be. But I want to tell you a story this morning of a young man, of a boy. You see, I love the education system right now because it recognizes different levels of education. You see, I don't believe there is such a thing as stupid, but I do believe they're just smart in a different way. I don't believe there is such a thing as anybody being stupid. I do believe, though, that we're smart in different ways. You're not stupid. You're smart in a different way. But I knew a kid, and 35, 40 years ago, 35 years, coming into the education system, there wasn't things that recognized autism, dyslexia, ADHD, dyspraxia, and all those things. It wasn't really talked about. And and there was this kid, and he grew up in the countryside. He didn't fit in school. In fact, every single day in primary school, in the early season before you go into secondary or grammar school or that stage, he was in the headmaster's uh, door every single day. Didn't fit in in the education system at all. 
in fact, kind of was shunned and put out. And in social groups, he would isolate himself and play on his own and just be a little bit of a loner, really. He'd love to go outside and be in the farm and didn't really understand the educational system whatsoever. This kid didn't like teachers. They kind of freaked him out a little bit. He felt they didn't understand him and how he thought. This kid was full of energy. This kid was full of life. But man, this kid, he'd got several things going on, but right then there wasn't an educational program because he was probably a, in fact, diagnosed later, he was a high-function autistic, dyslexic, dyspraxic, with ADHD kid, with a little bit of a tick going on. He'd say bad words randomly and publicly and not able to control it. He couldn't read or write. But we'd go into the secondary school education system and before he was there, he had his eyes tested maybe 150 times because the teacher thought he was blind. Couldn't read, he couldn't write, and did not fit into the education system at all. This kid was seen himself as overlooked and not seen, not noticed. In fact, we're reading the Bible this morning, and we're reading about a guy called Eliezer. This guy kind of felt that he was like an Eliezer. Perhaps maybe the world mightn't have seen him. He had no real significance. He had no real purpose. Everywhere he went, people didn't understand him. Bit of a lonely little kid, really. But things would change, and he went to secondary school and started to grow into a man. And he'd understand that maybe this education system wasn't really what was cut out for him, and Long story short, got kicked out of the education system as a teenager. And around that time in his life, started to understand that really and truthfully, there was no such thing as stupid, there was just smart in a different way. At 14, been out of school, on a farm, his kid ended up having a lot of success. He became a professional race car driver. He ran a great business and started getting a bit of power about him and thinking that maybe he was going a little bit the wrong way. And at 25 years old, this kid was more successful than most people I know. He had more stuff and things than probably anybody I know. But as much as he had still been all those things, at 25 years old, wasn't able to read. had some worldly purpose, had some worldly value, but had no contentment. This kid walked into a church like this and heard a guy like me speak a message about a guy called Jesus. And he's heard the message that Jesus was the only thing that could give you true contentment. That Jesus had a plan and a purpose for him and for you. And he gave his life to God. This guy at 25 years old, the first book he would read of would have been the Bible. He started reading the Bible. He started to connect to a church like this in Navan and Dundalk and in Dublin. And he started to understand that God had a plan and a purpose for him. This kid ended up going to England, walking away from his business and his worldly stuff. And this kid got full contentment and purpose in Jesus Christ. 
This kid would go to England and the UK and he would study theology and church leadership and and in theology and three years later walked out those doors with a degree. Met a wee girl on the way and her name was Victoria and all those years later has a family and that kid is me. I get more scared reading out loud in a setting like this than I do with fighting Jamie in a shed. And I'm pretty scared of fighting Jamie in a shed. Because even right now, I've got two broken ribs that I did this week working at my house. Which is convenient, (laughs) especially when you have a cough. Don't talk about the cough. Isn't it amazing in life when you ask someone what's wrong with them? What are they unqualified in? Or what are they unable to do? What they don't like about themselves? How easy it is for them to answer. See, I'm standing before you today, and we just talked about this guy called Eliezer. I'd rather be an Eliezer and do what God has called me to do than try to be a Paul and do nothing at all. God can only bless who you are, not who you want to or who you try to be. Write that down. God can only anoint who you are, not who you want to or try to be. But God can anoint you. God can bless you. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. Eliezer was mentioned two verses in the scripture, but we're going to come to it in a little minute because the Lord still brought about a great victory that day. God used Eliezer. Eliezer in scripture was as important as any other person in scripture. Me, I am as important as anyone else in this room. You are as important as me. We all have a purpose. We all have value. And God has a plan and a purpose for me. And he has one for you. If you have breath in your lungs and you're here this day, you've got a plan and you've got a purpose. Do you agree with me this morning? All across in Navin and Dundalk and in Dublin, do you agree this morning? There's people in this room, you're listening to this message, you felt unqualified, you felt overlooked, you felt unseen, you felt that you didn't fit in. Listen, you fit in. You see, if you want to really think about this and you want to get some of you are a practical person this morning and you like taking notes and you want to have a systematical thinking process about how do I get to the Lord's side and how do I get to the fulfillment of God and all that he has for me, it starts with this. This is what Eliezer did. He knew God. If you don't know God as your personal Lord and Savior in this church this weekend, come to know him. 
It's as simple as this. You can All you got to do is ask God into your life. This church would love to help you. Come and see them at one of their corner, their, their, their leaders afterwards. They would love to connect with you. They would love to help you on the next step of your journey. But the most important thing, you see, the enemy has the world tricked into thinking that living for the world is fun and exciting and living for God is boring. Nonsense. Living for God is the most exciting, daring thing that I've ever done in my entire life. You see, following God is not boring. I just know some boring Christians. The Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're dyslexic. I can't even say it. In fact, one of the funniest things in the world is ask a dyslexic person how to spell dyslexic. I spell it like this. D-I-S-L-I-C-K. That's funny. Only one person laughed. He was the audacity to do it. Everyone else is holding the laugh back. That was funny. That's dislike in English, I think. The high-functioning, autistic, all the things. I mean, now my name, I went to university, as I told the story, and as I went there, I had an educa educational psychologist study me, and he said, you're the most interesting person I've ever met. And I said, so are you. Lovely to meet you. God will always give you what you need. You might never have too much. I know a friend facing this week, he needs a, he needs a home, but... I know, I know someone this week needs a miracle. I know someone needs something else. God will always give you what you need. I went to university as a dyslexic, high-functioning, autistic, dyspraxic, ADHD kid who'd never read an essay in my life. I hadn't a clue how to study. They told me to write an essay, and I wrote the essay on Genesis chapter 21. And the lecturer wrote me back a note. He says, great essay on genius chapter 21. But God gave me everything, he, everything in my journey. God has always given me what I need. God may never give you too much, but he will always give you what you need. He's given me a woman that helps me along my way. He's given me two wonderful kids. He's given me energy in my, my body. He has given me, man, uh, the, the thought of, like, when, on the 20th of February of 2000, if you had told me what I was doing today, I would have laughed out loud. In fact, I would have freaked out, man. I couldn't have done it. But by God's grace, I'm here today. By God's grace, you're going to get it. What is your dream? What is your dream? Because you will get it. And men and women out here, if it's not the purposes of God, get yourself rechanneled and refocused and get in because you're going to get there with God's help. You see, the Bible says actually, with God you can do anything. God can do anything, Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, way more than you can ever dream of or imagine. And God would brought me this person when I went to university who would follow me around like every single day and sit beside me in the class and had me like help me do all my notes. And I would sit down and I would say, hey, this is weird me out because you're following me around. Why don't you come in the evening? And every evening what we would do, we would sit down and we would learn how to do an essay. I'd learn how to do a capital letter and a full stop and a sentence and a paragraph and how to do a footnote. Now that was a long journey. She was an incredible lady, Sharon. It turns out that she had a young family that she could look after them through the day and help me in the evening. And, and I got through it. I got my degree. I came out. I followed God. And listen, I tell you this now, if you do not hear this about being yourself this weekend. Listen, this is the next key. Walk with the right people. Because who you're, where you're, who you're running with is where you're running to. Listen here, if your world is in trouble right now or your scenario isn't the best, you change your friend circle and it will change the director of your life. God will always give you what you need, but you've got to have the right people in your life. Be in this church. 
this is a great church. In fact, if I lived here, this is my church. In fact, I feel like this church is my church. I feel like I'm home. Thank you for having me at home. This is an amazing church. Join a team. Be a part of Kids Week this week. Be in a group. Get a part of what's going on. Because who you're running with is where you're running to. Because God's going to give you all the things because you're okay being yourself. He's going to meet every single need that you have. He's going to provide everything that you couldn't believe he's going to provide. God is with you. Be yourself and enjoy being yourself, but you've got to get with the right people. Eliezer, he, he knew God. He, he was secure in himself. And he walked with the right people. Because who you're running with is where you're running to. You see, the dream works when you do. The dream only works when we work. If I want to spell revival to you this morning, this is how a dyslexic person spells revival. W-O-R-K. Because I ain't stupid. I'm just really smart in a different way. You put me in a room of academics and start talking about history and facts and reading books, bro, I is over my head. But when I'm in my lane, get in your lane. And this is what I love about Eliezer as we end this message this morning. Or come to the end of this message this morning. He stood his ground. I don't know about you, but God has blown my mind. God has blown my mind. That is Navin. That is Dundalk. That is Dublin. God's goodness surpasses my understanding every single day. But I'll tell you what. I've had to, I've had to learn this. This is my biggest education of following God. I've got to stand my ground. Because the scripture says that Eliezer stood his ground. In fact, it says in the Bible that his hand froze to the sword. And the Lord brought about a great victory that day. For many of us, God is going to bring a victory. But my story has been full of, honestly, not how great I am moments at all. Because I honestly, without God... I am nothing. But when I've stood my ground every time and again, Jimmy said this morning, and it's who we are. We are people that surpass people's understanding too. I don't really stack up. But with God in the equation and standing my ground, it stacks up. God comes through. God provides. God is my healer. He's my provider. Every single step of the way. You see, we're building a house, and this is what I've learned about building a house. We did a self-build, and by the grace of God, by God's miracle work and power, our family have land, and we, we, we sit on a farm, and we have some cows, and our house is crazy. You should come visit sometime. We've even got a donkey and a horse. Hey-ho. And we're getting turtles in a few weeks' time. I don't know. 20 years' time, it'll be like a zoo. <laughs> We were at the zoo yesterday, by the way. You have an amazing zoo here. But what I've learned about builders, we did the self-build, but I, I got guys in to help. And I, I used to think I was good at 
building blocks until I met bricklayers. They're amazing. Have you ever watched a builder build a house, a bricklayer? If you're a brickie in this room, you're a legend. Like, seriously. Phew. The cement, and how they do this thing. They're putting that on the wall and the stage every time. They wonder, But it takes every single brick to make the wall stand. And do you know the thing about builders is they finish near every single wall, every single, every single line of block, pretty much. 100% of them, actually. There has to be at least a few of them broken. So a house is filled with complete bricks and a lot of broken ones. The builder knows what he's doing. The builder knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. What's your list? What's your dreams? What's your plans? People in this room this morning, there's people in this room, going to be, there's going to be businesses started, birthed from people listening to this message. People are going to change their career paths. Move homes. Your countries. Plant churches. Invite their neighbor to church next Sunday. Some people, it's they're going to stand up tomorrow and they're going to go to the education system. They're going to go, hey, I might not be this, but I'm that. Some people in this room, and you've been battling the whole what you are not. I'm telling you something now. This step is going to change for you because it, even you are broken, even that you are broken, God will still use you to build his church. God has a plan, like we said at the start, for every single person on planet Earth. Will it be Eliezer, Paul, Moses, whoever it is, God has a purpose and a plan for me and you. Yeah. And brick by brick on a wall, God wants to use every single one. And you are a brick in God's wall. And even though you're here this weekend and you're listening to this message, you're going, but Andy, you don't know my story. Well, you're right, ma'am. Or you're right, sir. I don't know your story. But God knows your story. In fact, he knows way more about you than anybody else. He knows your secrets anyway. So why not, as we go into worship a little moment, get your hands in there, get on your knees, just stand there quietly. Whatever way you worship and engage with God, connect with him, ask for forgiveness, and press on to all that God has for you. Because even broken blocks, sometimes even God has to break us for him to use us. And I was a little bit of that story too. God's had to pull me in more times than I'd like to admit. But when I come to know him, and when I'm in my lane and I am content in being myself, and when I get around the right people, and when I stand my ground, it is phenomenal what God can do. You are qualified. You are equipped. You are significant. You have a plan. You have a purpose. You are significant to God. He sees you exactly where you are. You have a purpose. The enemy is out there and he's trying to rob us of our God-given purpose. Stamp on him. And in fact, Scripture says he is under our feet. Stand in the word of God. Stand your ground. Be happy in your own skin. Get to know God even better. Run with the right people and fulfill your God-given purpose. Because your desires is connected to your destiny. And you have a destiny. Young man, young woman.
boy, girl, whoever you are, man, woman, child, God has a plan for you. Are you encouraged this morning? Even though your disabilities, he is still with you. Even though you're not able, he still has a plan. Even though you don't know what to do, X, Y, and Z, God knows what he's doing. What comes next?